Welcome back to the Casual Heresy Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Michael. And we have a guest with us today. It is John Ellis again. He's back. In the saddle. No. <laughs> okay. Michael, would you like to open us up in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity, uh, this time in community and fellowship. We ask you to bless all our listeners, um, bless our conversation and our time together. We ask this all through the intercession of St. Joseph. Amen. A three-part urinal story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, you want me to tell the three-part urinal story? Is that really what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as you get older, you will find um, men in the restroom who are having prostate issues, and so it is clear that they are doing a lot of work for very little urine. So you only find... Men with prostate issues when you're old. <laughs> I would say I did notice it more as oh. I got older. Okay. But fair Is that enough. like symp- sympathy pregnancy pain is kind uh, of yeah, a deal? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that is. But fair enough. Men who are older will sometimes struggle with prostate issues. I happen to notice it as I got older. But fair enough. You could notice it when you were younger as well. Uh, and so you hear a lot of exertion. For very little urine, and if you are parked out in a stall while there's a guy going to town trying to go potty, it is sometimes funny. Um, And then, so that's, I guess, premise one. Uh, Premise two is that it is funny to irritate your friend if he is in the bathroom with you. So if your friend is in the bathroom in a stall, uh, I think going back to high school or or probably grade school, you do things like throw, you like uh, wet uh, paper towel and you know ball it up and throw it in there or whatever basically anytime you could do something to your friend while he's in the stall you do that okay so that's kind of the second thing um so i work at a place um that's like a normal business and um i i have a couple buddies that work there and one of them is the corporate counsel for the place that i work at and i went into the bathroom and so we would occasionally joke around we had talked about these things in the past um, but I went to the bathroom and I saw that he was in the ur- in the uh, stall. I saw that he was in the stall. I recognized his shoes. I'm glad he wasn't in the urinal. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Yes, he's in the stall. Recognized his shoe, so I go up to the urinal and I have kind of a bit kind of worked out, and it mostly <laughs> involves me pretending that I'm diff- having difficulties urinating, and so it was, I will demonstrate it. It was kind of like. Like that. So, which is funny. I think that is kind of objectively funny. Um, And so I'm doing that. And then I am obviously dying laughing. Like, I'm trying not to laugh because I don't want to laugh, but I am just crying and and whatnot because I'm trying to hold back the laugh. And then I run out of the bathroom uh, because I'm just, you know, I have to explode with laughter. So then I get back to my desk. And I, on Instant Messenger, I, uh, we, have, we had Skype at the time, Skype for Business at the time, on Skype for Business. I say, hey, Nate, what did you think of that guy in there, or something like that? And uh, he said, what are you talking about? And I said, the bit I just did. 
and he said, I'm working from home today. And so then I realized <laughs> that, um, that that was not my friend uh, that had done that. So then that was, that was sad. And I figured out who it was. It was a, as I thought through it, because I knew I recognized the shoes. And I think at the time, because I was so excited to do this, I thought, oh, I recognize those shoes. I'll do my thing. And there probably should have been a second step in there, which was, and those are the shoes of the director of marketing, not, <laughs> not my buddy. So that was, okay, so that was bad. Um, and then, so then I realized that I will only do this if I follow him into the bathroom. If I literally see him, I have 100% confidence it's him. So whatever, a couple months go by um, and I get my opportunity again. And so I see him go into the bathroom. I know for sure. I wait down in the hallway. There's a big door there, so he couldn't see me. I, I, he goes in. I wait a minute. I go in, and I see he's absolutely in the stall, recognize the shoes, know it's him. There's, there's no ambiguity there. And so I go up and, again, launch into my thing. By this point, I think this is the funniest thing that's ever happened, so I can barely get it out. So I do the full thing. Hot, 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 hot. So a lot of hots. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, again, instantly crying because I just think this is the funniest thing that's ever happened. Run out of there again, and then I go back to my little cube. I think at this point we had switched to Teams, Microsoft Teams. And so using Microsoft Teams, I say, ha, uh, I know, you know, I know that was you that time. Uh, Very funny or whatever. I said some dumb thing. And then he replied, I thought it was funny, but I don't know about the guy next to me. So this is uh, so this was me realizing that uh, there was someone else in the bathroom in the stall next to him. And that was very embarrassing because now I, this was the second time I had accidentally done my little bit with someone in there. And so then I just sworn off that. So that's yeah. first part was the, or the part one was the, the first time I did it. Part two was that one. And then part three was about a year later. I'm in a, in the boardroom in a meeting and the CEO happens to be in the meeting. And the CEO is walking around. And I notice, I look down at his shoes, and they were the shoes from the initial uh, hot, hot, hot incident, which means that the guy that I had accidentally done my hot, hot, hot bit for was the CEO of the company, um, or at least that is, that is, a, that's the theory. So those are my, that's my three-part urinal story. That's it. Beautiful. Thank you. Is that it? Now to talk about heretical things. <laughs> That aren't your three-part story. <laughs> I just remember I heard that story on a retreat about three times in the space of 12 hours. <laughs> and that was the first time I'd heard it. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd known you for a few months now, and it's like this three-part urinal story. And it's like, where did this come from? And then it just kept happening. It's like, this is great. What is this? <laughs> Do you have any other stories like the three-part urinal story, either about urinals or in three parts? Um, have I told you the time? Have I told you the getting crushed by my car story? No. I didn't tell you guys this. No. Okay. So that was another kind of story from John Lore. So I used to, um, used to work at Perkins. I also used to work at Culver's for twenty-five months. Uh, but I used to work at Perkins, and I had a nineteen eighty-one Toyota Tercel at the time, and so I was sixteen, I think. And um, I, at Perkins, there's on the edge of the parking lot uh, where the employees park, 
there's a little bit of a hill, and it's pretty steep. It's probably about, you know, 45 degree or whatever. Uh, it's, it's a pretty steep hill. Um, and then that goes down into, it's maybe about five feet, maybe, I don't know, eight feet, something like that. And then there's a wire fence. So not barbed wire, but essentially a barbed wire fence without the wires. So like three or four racks of, or rows of, of wire, fine wire. Um, and then it's kind of swamp. So that's, and it, it might be a little bit different now that they put the roundabouts and everything in, but this was, what, 30 years ago or whatever, so it was, or whatever, 25 years ago, so it was a little bit different back then. Anyway, um, I had an issue with, I would pull my car sometimes a little bit too far forward. I was very tired. I wasn't a morning person, and so it was a little groggy, and so I'd pull in at, like, Sunday morning at, like, 7 or whatever, and I would pull a little bit too far forward, and that happened enough that it was kind of like, uh, you know, that happens, but sometimes, I don't remember why we would pull so far forward, but anyway, I pulled f- too far forward. And it, the car ended up going down the hill into the snow fence. Well, that's okay. What I'll do is I'll put my car in neutral, and I'll hop up, uh, put my butt on the front of the car, put my feet up on the fence, and just kind of get some momentum going and push the car back up. Seemed to make sense. Thought it was doable. Something about the mechanics, at least at you know uh, Primal Cave, she seemed like they worked. So um, kind of get some momentum going. And then I kind of, you know, so essentially I'm squeezing up into like a fetal position, doing a big pushback, and then, you know, kind of, you know, like, a, like an accordion. And I am ready to do my final big one. So I uh, squeeze real, real tight, push all the way back, slip, and then the car crushes me uh, from the back of the car from behind into the fence. Oh, jeez. Okay. I'm fine. It's just I have this car squeezing me into a <laughs> snow fence from behind. <laughs> kind of right below where people could see in the Perkins parking lot. And I'm always late. I, if I didn't mention that, I'm always late. So it's not like they'd be like, oh, no, John isn't here. It's 7 o'clock. They, I, I sometimes only get there till like 8.30. So no way no one's going to find or anyone's going to find me. So then I kind of, I first like, ah, that's kind of funny because it was funny because I'm being crushed from behind by a car. That's yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> um, and then uh, I kind of realized like my legs start hurting. Like, because um, now I have a, a wire there, like, you know, with 2,000 pounds of force, or not that much, but whatever it is, squeezing into my shin. Um, and so then I kind of start panicking, and then I'm like, so, but I'm also very embarrassed, right, because I'm 16 or whatever, and I, I have an image to maintain. And so I kind of start going like, help, <laughs> but, you know, not kind of giving it my all. Anyway, eventually get to the point where I'm like, help, and um, this family comes over. I remember it was a dad, a mom, and two daughters, the daughters were probably young teenagers, you know, or, or you know, 10 or whatever, preteens. Uh, and they pushed the car off just enough for me to, like, hop out. Because I'm literally just being pinned in by the legs. Um, hop out, and I just beeline it to the door. So I'm just so embarrassed. <laughs> uh, so there's some family out there that has a memory of this guy being pinned by a car in a Perkins parking lot and then just running away. Like these people saved your life and you just like sprint to the Perkins. So, um, that's amazing. Yeah. That's another kind of classic story that I like to bring out. How about you guys? Do you guys have any, uh, either multi-part stories Urinal stories or car crush stories? I have a sketchy car story. Okay. Um, so my first car I bought when I was 16 or 17. I got a job at a pizza place, and I had gotten my first three paychecks, and 
I decided I wanted to, since I had no expenses, I wanted to spend all of that money nice. on a car. Um, so I was going through Craigslist because that's what you do when you're 17. Mm-hmm. You want to buy a car. So I found um, um, a 1992, 1992 Chevy Cavalier um, that was only $600. Nice. So I was like, this is great. This is only two-thirds of my money. Like, this is, like, this is fantastic. Um, it was for sale in the town just south of us. Um, uh, the only time I could go pick it up, if that guy was available, was the next night at 11 p.m. And this is the town just south of us. Is that the, the land of parking lots that you're referring to? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, okay. yep, <laughs> yep. So I show up with my dad and my sister. At It's in this on a street corner in a neighborhood at 11 o'clock at sure. night. Yeah. And this guy is in his late fifties, um, fairly heavy set, gray hair drives a van for a contractor company. Um, and he meets me outside and he shows me the car and he's telling me all about it. He took me, took it on the interstate. It, it'll fly, you know, whatever. And I, he, he starts it up and it sounds like a motorcycle, which <laughs> for a, you know, Chevy Cavalier, that's kind of, and he's like, "Oh, so the exhaust, the exhaust is, uh, is is cracked. It's coming apart. I, I put a C clamp on it, and it's held sure. together underneath there. If you sure. look under, and I look under, sure enough, there's this little C clamp holding the exhaust together, but there's still very clearly a leak. Um, and so he's like, "We can get it." Kind of like, "Can we test drive it?" And he was like, "Yeah." And so I get, we get in, we test drive, and I check the mirrors. I look up, and there's no rear view mirror. And I was like, "Where's the?" And he's like, "Oh, it's here." And he reaches down by his feet and picks it up and shows it to me. I'm like, "Okay, whatever. I can glue that back on. I don't care." And then I look down, and he's like, we need to roll the windows down. I was like, why? And he's like, well, there's a hole in the floor. And I'm like, oh. And I look down, sure enough, there's a hole in the floor. It's right above where the exhaust system is held together by a C-clamp. So the exhaust is coming up into the car. So I rolled the windows down, um, and we drive one block. And it goes fine. I mean, a Cavalier coupe is like a roller skate, so it doesn't need much more than a lawnmower engine to get it going. But I, I drive this thing around the block. And I come back, and my, my dad and my sister are just standing there. And I, I park it. I turn it off. And I go over to my dad, and I was like, should I get it? And he's like, what did the underside look like? And I was like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, if you, if you really want to, we, we can get it. Because the guy said if I paid cash, you'd drop it to 500 And I was nice. like, perfect. Yep. So I had 500 in cash. Handed it to the guy. He handed us the title. I signed the title. My dad flips it over to sign it next to me. Mm-hmm. And it says we're buying it from a man in Racine, Wisconsin, named Jose Rodriguez. <laughs> sure, sure. So this is a stolen car. <laughs> and I was like, "What? What? What do we do?" Uh-huh. And my dad was like, "We get it retitled. There's no, you already signed the thing. There's nothing we can do at this point." So we took it to a gas station because the gas gauge was broken, so there was no way to tell how much sure. gas was in it. Um, and he told us it could only hold 12 gallons. And which was kind of strange, yeah. but you know, whatever. So we put in a few gallons of gas, but when we got it under the lights of the gas station, very clearly this car had been in a fire and somebody had spray painted it black. Oh, wow. Okay. So I drove this car for about <laughs> eight months and then I was really careful to only put a little bit of gas in. And the one time I tried, I just left the gas pump on, mm-hmm. went in to go to the bathroom, came back out, and it was just pouring gas out of the bottom. 
and I was like, what's going on? Uh-huh. So I, I like it. And then after that, it just kept stalling. Yep. So I took it into a shop, and the guy that runs the shop is a deacon, mm-hmm. and he called me in. He didn't even say anything. He just said, Michael, I think you need to come look at this. Mm-hmm. And I did, and he still had the car raised up. He only had it for like four hours tops. Sure. And he shows it to me, and the gas en- and the, the gas tank is not from a car. It had been... <laughs> his his guess was it was from a tractor, but it was so heavily pounded uh-huh. in there just to get it uh-huh. to stay in there uh-huh. that he couldn't tell what it was from. <laughs> to get all the components in, they had just drilled holes in the sides, so when I filled it up with gas, the gas was just pouring out the sure. side of the gas sure. tank. And he said, okay, Michael, I fix cars for a living. I... I can't let you drive away in this car. <laughs> He's like, the exhaust system, I could try to fix it. That would be over $1,000. Mm. It's going to split in half at any second, mm-hmm. and you have three-inch wide holes in your gas tank. <laughs> this thing could explode at any second. You're lucky you got it here. I'll give you the number of a scrapping, scrap yard I work with. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is my luck. So that was the beginning of a long history of nice. Uh, fourth time's a charm seems to be how things oh, nice. like that work for me. So, yeah. Very nice. Muffler? Well, your name is kind of, you kind of, a car-related name, but uh, any any car stories? No, no. I'm pretty exhausted, but I'm allowed to be. Nice, a double pun, double pun, because of allowed, right? Because the allowed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Awesome. I ran into a pole once. <laughs> No, just once. <laughs> it was third grade. And we were running the makeshift mile or whatever around our school. Okay. And so this is the first grade where you run the mile, if I recall right. Um, so I went with the first group. And we did it. And then uh, I think my time was like 6.57 or something. I was blazing fast. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. Um, And then while the second group's going, I mean, we're third graders. We're not just going to stand there and do right. nothing. I mean, what are we, like eight, <laughs> nine years old or something? We're bouncing off the yep. walls, even though there's not walls. Mm-hmm. So me and a couple of friends have a kickball. We're going to play some kickball. And so they have these soccer goalposts without nets in this field and so it's literally just a n-shaped pole or bar Mm -hmm. and we're like okay we need bases if we're gonna play kickball so first base is gonna be somebody's like shoe or a glove or something oh i see yeah second base is gonna be this soccer goal post right Mm -hmm. over here (laughs) and then third base something else right yeah we'll get we'll get it figured out so we're in the game and whatever. Um, people are kicking. I come up to kick. So I kick the ball. I'm running. I'm rounding second or rounding first. Yeah. And I look and the my friend with the ball. He's about to tag me with sure. the ball. So my eyes are on him. 
and I'm running oh, to second base. And, like the moment I turn to like see where second mm-hmm. base is, just forehead first yeah. right into <laughs> this pole, and then uh, I really don't recall if I fell or not. I would assume I did. I don't think so. Um, but then my gym teacher had to call my mother, and my mother had to take me to the hospital. <laughs> Spencer has a softball-sized bruise on his forehead. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so then, then the doctor's like, so, like, asking me if I fell or if I remember falling. And I'm just like, I didn't remember either one sure. or the other, one way or the other. And then, but I gave a, I gave like a definitive answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but then they said that I, yeah, I didn't have any concussion or anything nice. so i've hit my head pretty hard a couple times never had a concussion nice so another time that i took out something or tried to i mean the poll won that one mm-hmm. but maybe part two will happen um so me and my brothers are jumping on bed in the bedroom you know classic and we're just like wrestling around playing around and I hit the side of the bed and almost like springs half of my body like off and my head just hits this dresser drawer handle and like took out the handle. Oh wow. <laughs> and my my head was bleeding on my right side of it. Mm-hmm. And my mother wasn't home. My dad was just like reading the newspaper at the dinner table just chilling right uh-huh. and then uh i like he gets me a rag to put on my head and then leave waits until my mom gets home so then she takes me to the hospital <laughs> or something like that and um got two staples in that sucker right here in my head <laughs> so i won that fight nice. against the dresser drawer handle yeah handle came off um Maybe some tears fell, you know, mm-hmm. but hey, we made it. That nice. dresser drawer handle still isn't there, <laughs> and you still have to pull it. And that dresser drawer is like, I don't know, two and a half feet, three feet long. Sure. So you have to like pull, pull that side, and you have to, yeah, you, you have did to shift that. that. That's incredible. And, that w- <laughs> and the funny thing is, that was a dresser where me and my brothers shared, so there's four drawers, and each of us had a drawer. And it wasn't my drawer that I broke. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. 